Branch Brothers, the podcast is proudly sponsored by Black Bioorganic Glow. Nah, I have, man. I have. I ration. I can't lie, she gave me some insecurities. Hmm. The last extra that I dated. Really? What? Constant cheeks out on the gram and that. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ! That's the, that's the extra version. That's just yeah. A billboard. What? No, no, no. That's the insecure girl. Well, I do not see that red flag. I don't know. Yeah. Because they're constantly seeking validation outside. Yeah. Validation won't be enough. Mm-hmm. I've heard from women's and perspective. I'm crazy. They make you look crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard from women's perspectives where, for them, it's no, not even. Yeah. So I don't. I know that's what I was thinking. Anyway, no. but I can't tell. I can't tell you how to no, tell. No, bro, bro, bro. Yeah, bro. You can liberate, liberate yourself in many ways. Yeah. Without needing a. T- especially because my friend, you said about my friend, she was yeah. telling me she used to do that. She was a music artist and all that. Yeah. And she was saying every time she used to do that. Was because she was seeking validation, yeah. And she was saying that, oh, she now when she looks back and she's more secure, she's like, I'm so insecure back then. Mm. I hear that, I hear that. But in a way, I don't see as well. any of that. You don't I'm see- out here topless on the ground occasionally. So I can't tell you to do XYZ and I'm doing XYZ. Yeah, I get you. I know a couple of people who their husband will certainly not be the first person to see that cleavage, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What'd you say? You their are. husband will not the be the first person. person to see that cleavage. Mm. Mm. I know and my thing is like, no judgment whatsoever, but some men, especially the men that these particular women like, mm. do not like their woman <laughs> being exposed like that. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So talk about a mad juxtaposition. Yeah, my answer. Mm-hmm. Disappear. You gotta be careful, you know, because that mic's right in your face. And we're, and we're gonna hear All we're gonna hear is man, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, what's that? Good, who's your name? I'm plugging it. I'm plugging it. Man's out here. I need to hold it. I need to hold it. Are you holding it? So yeah, I'm holding it. So. Oh, okay. Let's, I'm yeah, gonna hold nah. it. I'm gonna hold it. Don't let them. Because they will try to douche you with the whole, oh, like, you're not secure or. I'm just right. liberating myself and this and it's like you can liberate yourself so many ways. Why does it need to be that? What what is it about having yeah. book, do you know what book, it is as well? Book. You you want people to want you in that capacity. Right. That, that's the main thing about it. It's like Stop pretending. How can you have a partner? How can you have a partner and still want people? No, 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 you spilled it. Okay, I thought you put it there. No. How can you have a partner and then still be Trying to, you still want other people to want you mm. to that capacity, to that degree, and it's not even you want someone to be amazed by your mind. You just want someone to Admire. want you in a way you don't want them to want you anyway. Yeah, they don't no, even 100%, want people. I hundred percent. I don't know they don't want that, that person as well. Me as a guy, I completely agree with where you men are coming from. But then when I've had this conversation with various females, I'm te- like, and I'm telling you, the the grown secure ones will yeah. agree with us. Man. The grown secure one, every grown secure woman mm. agrees, and they're like, "Yeah," because they, they will even say, "We can't be I that deep into that, women's business, though, King." Huh? You can't be that deep into women's business to say every woman will. Nah, not not every. Obviously, not every. I'm saying from my my experience. Mm. I'm, when, I, when I'm speaking, I'm speaking from my experience. I'm just saying from my experience. Mm. The there's just a correlation, isn't it? There's a yeah. correlation. Yeah, you're right. In, it's very in, right. In the reasonings to why. They do that. Do you know what I mean? I'm talking if it's from an artistic standpoint, I get that. Like I get if it's for some sort of art form or, or to express something. But if it's literally for the sake of people What if it's for monetary gain? That's, I mean, that's on their own accord. I mean, yeah. Put a coke bottle next to you, get paid whatever much. That's up to them. And that's it's it. up to them. It's Personally, just not with me. Like, I don't care because <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not interested in that type of woman. I'm just saying, I'm if that's what you're doing, that's what you're doing. Mm. Um, but I want that woman to be able to turn around in, in five or ten years' time mm. and be okay with the decision that she made. Oh, one yeah, thousand for sure. Because if you're gonna be with me, I don't want to be rehashing your shit decisions yeah. with you five years down the line. Yeah, really let people do. Not even let. Because that's it's not the yeah, mission. Yeah, it's not, Just it's not only, yeah. have people do what they're going to do. Yeah. But you want to look back in five years, ten years, and be proud. And not just that. At the stages in life we are now, more, more than likely, 
that we're going to be parents at that point. Yeah. Mm. You're already a parent. When your kids are looking back on those decisions, does it make sense? Yeah. 100%. I, I, I think for me, I've learned the importance of of being um, unapologetic about you know what I look for in a woman and stuff because there was a time where I used to feel guilty to even say that oh I don't want to feel like I'm making them feel bad but I'm not because I'm not saying you have to do that with me like I just I will say okay this is what I want in a partner mm. this is what I'd like if you happen to do that I'm not telling you to change mm. I've accepted that's what you do but just know me and you know and they could come with the oh you're being judgmental they're not I don't care. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that. And I'm not telling you to change. You're having a tantrum. If you're mad at me for vocalising with you or telling you, I don't want that. Mm. And then it's like, oh, you think you're better than me? No, I just acknowledge I'm different to you. Like, mm. our genders are different. Do you know what I mean? It's a conflict of interest. That's a very grown-up conversation to have, the truth. Mm-hmm. I-, I think the bottom line with all of this is... Whatever you're doing, whatever images you're taking, whatever you're posting, and this this counts for the men as well. Mm. Does it align with your purpose? Have you have you have, do you even know what your purpose is? Because why are you doing anything if you don't know what your purpose is? Especially for those of us who are grown, mm. and you have to ask yourself that hard question: Do your decisions line up with your purpose? I think I think it's important to look at that and not and because purpose doesn't always have to be a serious topic. It doesn't always have to be like some philosophical philosophical deep thing. It's just a thing of right. Okay, if I'm moving in purpose, my view is that if I'm moving in purpose on purpose, then Jeez. I can sleep at night. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't go over my head, King. I caught that. <laughs> mm. I'm more. I'm. I'm still stuck at purpose. I'm like, what? What do you mean by purpose? Like, what is what is purpose? Well, this episode is all about purpose, isn't it? And the importance mm. of living a purpose-driven life. What is purpose, though? Definition. Should I give you the definition? Yeah, let's get the definition. Uh, yeah, I'm all mean the context in which you, yours. But the reason why I say that is because, okay, so for example, like you know how like we explored. Um, our purpose in life or why we're here and mm-hmm. how we get and all of that. I've stopped having those kind of thoughts for a long time now. I, um, I stopped having those thoughts because I'm, I'm in my purpose. Oh. 100%. So I've got here two definitions. I've got the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists mm-hmm. and a person's sense of resolve or determination. Okay. I'm so, okay. I, and I'm speaking definitely more sense of resolve and determination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. In that context, I get it now. And I don't have to think about it, just like you don't have to think about it. Yeah, I think I just haven't really thought about it, I just do it. What's I your purpose for, the, for, for everyone else that might not know? Um, I want people to be able to live their authentic lives mm. and to live their, their authentic selves. It's very difficult for a lot of people. For me, I feel that um, my existence has been a massive trial and tribulation because... I don't resemble the the typical image of what a man is supposed to be in mm. today's society. And for a long time, it, it took me it took me ages to come to terms with that. This is just the way it is. Mm. However, I started to realize the purpose in me living authentically, because uh, when I found out that the same people who actually do embody physically, you know, embody uh, and characteristically embody the, the, the image of, of manhood and masculinity that they were just as broken just as scared just as insecure just as um, confused about certain things as I was but the difference between me and them is that I was willing to lean into who I am mm. and just be like fine I don't meet these standards so I'm just gonna do me and um, there's lots of there's lots of judgments and assumptions that come with it um, but what's more important to me than those judgments and assumptions is that there are children watching me and as much as i'm a speaker and an educator and all those things those children are watching me way more than they're listening to me and so my purpose is to live authentically so that they can see that and they can lose a a, a bit of the fear of being themselves because i've had kids come to me and say things that are 
unbelievable to me, such as like, you know, I just hate myself. And I'm like, you're 12, the, like what's there to hate, you know? Um, and so when I can show them that, cause they assume that my life is like super amazing all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even spend half a second thinking that. Cause it's not. Mm. And it's not to say that I want to have like a pity party. It's to say that you take the rough with the smooth. And it's not just a saying, it is, it is easier said than done, but I have found much great happiness and fulfillment in being able to endure tough times with the understanding that it's going to make an amazing story one day that someone else can also apply to their own execution of purpose. That's dope. That's absolutely dope. My brother Sammy, what do you think your purpose is? Never really thought about it, you know. Me neither. It's a tough question. Well, let's talk if about I, it. Uh, mm. If I was to try and articulate it or, or kind of bring it together, I feel like unconsciously without realising my purpose is probably to nurture. I feel, I feel that's the space I'm in or I have been. Um, it's why, um, which I, I'm learning not to be a fixer, like to be a nurturer without having to always fix things. Mm. And I think that's probably where kind of lines got crossed with my purpose and maybe my love life, you know what I'm saying? And mm. ending up with maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, Talk it, about it, it, yeah. This and, is Brunch Brothers, ah, yeah. cool. So. The wires got crossed, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there's been times where man's. <laughs> Man become a, a captain saver hole, do you know what I'm saying? Not not in the sense of a woman that's that's a, a hole. I mean, as in I'm just trying to save the day. The role. I'm, this is yeah. about you, not not, not yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like just sacrificing a lot because I wanna protect them. Because uh, through exploring um, and thinking, I acknowledge that I felt powerless seeing all what my mum went through in it. And she didn't have any help and she went through a lot of abuse she went through a lot of things and to learn see and hear that at a young age i felt powerless not being able to protect her or save her or help her so that empathy or that kind of space i'm in makes me feel like that a lot a lot probably towards women and mainly black women and um i feel my want to help my mum has kind of um Oh, kind of trickled down in my life to how I sacrifice a lot or I get really passionate about helping stupid girls <laughs> broken women you know what I'm saying that's not me really harsh you know what I mean like they, 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 you know what I mean she was broken mm. you know what I'm saying like, sorry guys just context <laughs> I'm still angry on behalf of my brother for a specific reason that's all I'll share for now. We'll make an episode about it as soon as he's, he's over it. Yeah. Um. I I I've, I've forgiven him. Uh, oh, good. So okay. next week. But um. Yeah. Like it's not my place. You know what I'm saying, and I've mm. learned that, and I can't be projecting that. Onto others, like I could challenge it in a because I've been challenging it in a positive way mm. outside of my love life. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's just a bit different when the stakes are high and I, and I feel like it's my responsibility. Do you know what I'm saying? Like when when it's someone that I'm not involved with, like that, like you, mm. I won't feel your happiness is my responsibility. But I'll do what I can to help. I'll do what I can to nurture your emotions or your moods, which is why I enjoy doing that stand up comedy and things that cheer people up and that's why I, I, I run workshops for kids and I do mm. all these things because I I enjoy nurturing moods and feelings and in, in a positive manner. But then when I'm like romantically involved with someone, I start to feel it's my responsibility now. Mm. And it's a thing where I just start to sacrifice a lot more and, 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 and just Yeah, so um but you know, kind of looking over that I do feel my purpose is nurture but I'm learning not to be a, a fixer, do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like just I don't need to I don't need to worry about someone calling me judgmental because I can accept 
this woman isn't good enough for me. Do you know what I'm saying? In terms of what I'm looking for, I don't have to humble myself. Yeah, you're very way. strong in that way. Now, that's great. Do you remember last week in, mm. in, the, in the car when I got that DM? Because I posted... Someone was triggered with how secure you are in that Someone way. was triggered. I can't believe I didn't tell you this! What? Mm. Yes, bro! Okay, I love you, boo. You know who you are. But we were in the car. Yeah. And I got a message, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it was it was a clip. It was a response to the clip of you saying, I, I'm worthy of love, right? Mm-hmm. And this person was like, well, I'm not sure about this mindset. It was a woman. It was a woman who said okay. this. Yeah. I'm not sure about this mindset, you know, because obviously you were saying that um, you don't feel bad or guilty yeah. if someone loves you, yeah. but you don't love them back. Yeah. Because you've been transparent, you've been loyal, you've been caring. So, of course... You, whatever you you warrant, yeah, that, I mean it. right, exactly. Yeah. Whereas they're like, but then they didn't understand the concept. They just, it was just so foreign for this woman to, to to see a man so mm. calmly but so boldly say, "I'm worthy of love, yeah. and I don't have to love you back." That's mm. how all men should feel. And 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 it was a thing of like, that's how everyone should feel. To be I, absolutely, yeah. but it was a thing where she hadn't really listened to the whole clip. Mm. Because you really encom- you, you encapsulated the whole thing in just a few seconds, and it makes perfect sense. Which is why I get I was very 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 confident to post it on my page because I very I had like little to no say in that clip. I just thought, you know, this is great. So it's interesting that you touched on that last week. We were in the car myself, Idris and Eds. We were in the car, mm. and we were like, yo, this woman is genuinely triggered. It wasn't until I sent a voice note to just further clarify. And she was like, okay, I get it now. I get mm-hmm. it. But yeah, you triggered some. You, you, yeah. you must have, that was if one there's one person forward. there, do you know what I mean? There's, there's going to be a few and still. Then, and then the other thing I was going to say about, about the, your, nature, your nature of nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've said this to you. Okay. However, days after my dad died... Mm. You were one of two people mm. who called and asked if it's okay to come and spend time with me. Mm. But then he didn't just call and say, I want to come spend time with you. He actually suggested an activity that we can do together that he felt would be cheering up for me. Right? And enjoyable. And I felt it was productive because you needed to do it anyway. So I felt like it was kind of a way of getting you to be productive. Because I felt you'd feel guilty or bad. Not doing what you need to do, but you feel too down to do it. So I was like, you know right, what? right. Do you know what I mean? So, so I, I, I can attest, like, yo, this guy is, he's very nurturing. So I, I'm so glad you picked that as. So I want babies, man. So I want to start a family. Like, I will stop everything I'm doing now to start a family. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I won't, I won't need to. But do you get what I'm saying? I'll be yeah. a stay-at-home dad and just do what I can in between. Because I want to nurture the kids myself. Like, I wanna, I wanna be a big cause. A lot of the time, like, society raise your kids and it's, it's because we spend so much time trying to provide financial security yeah, for our family. Yeah. But if... So my, my goal was to position myself in, in, a, in, a, in a financial position where I created sustainability where when I want to start a family, I don't need to sacrifice my time for mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, because I want to nurture. Like, I want to... Mm. It's it's what motivates me to grow because I know how great I want my kids to be and how privileged I want my kids to be on in terms of an an emotional yeah, capacity. That's it. That's it. So I got that. I got flipping Amazon um, wish list with like pro black kids books and, and and learning tools and I've got YouTube playlists for my kids mm. like ready for them. Um, because yeah, it just means so much to me. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, so I get why you're even more offended about the situation. Do you know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. Of course. When when someone is so not just not just like idealistic but practical, you know, in this way because because no offense um to 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 the single women out there who don't have their stuff together, you know, Samuel puts more thought into the future than a lot of these women to be honest and i say this with pride because and with my chest because i know these women i speak to them and i'm thinking to myself like okay 
Have you have you considered this? Have you considered that? Because I'm like I'm like you. Mm. I, I I'm thinking I work hard now because I'm not trying to be going to work when I have children, when I'm ha- when I start having children. Yeah. But for the first ten years of, of those children's life, I don't want to be going to work. I've got a cousin who's also on the same vibe. He was making big big money at, at a company. He saved a bunch of it. You know, he lives in Canada mm. and he is at home every single day mm. with his with his son, mm. raising his son because that is where he's at. Unfortunately, not everyone, not all potential partners are on that wavelength. They're not thinking about okay, cool. Where are we going to live? What schools are they going to go to? What are they going to be reading? And all that kind of stuff. There's, there's just a picture-perfect ideal mm-hmm. that's that's going. And it's like, okay, if you're going to be purposeful, then you're going to have to be thorough at the same time. Mm. Do you know what I mean? What's your purpose? Yeah. Interest. Damn. That touches home. It touches home. Um, for me, personally, I feel like it's to just uplift people around me. Mm. First is immediate family. And then the widest circle but when I was about 19 I was floating through life I literally didn't know what I was doing I went to uni for one year just because what else am I doing you go to uni right so you know what I mean um, luckily I was told I was going to have a son I got mm. purpose man wow I got purpose I, I had I had something to, somebody I had looking up to me, do you know what I mean? I had, mm. I had to do things now, do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, man, I just want to uplift him. Once it goes, my family, my mum. I know even like in a financial sense, I just want to make people feel better. Mm. Yeah. But the thing is, is you're downplaying your your stuff a little bit because you know the reason why we even connected is because you are a community guy. Hundred percent. For how long, bro? You've you've been well, obviously. Minus the pandemic, mm. but for how long were you meeting up with people? Not far from where we are filming yeah. now. Yeah, a couple years, a couple years, man. Just train, work out for free. Just come, fun vibes. Just yeah, you just gotta bring the right vibe. Bring the right vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I just like. I didn't know that. And that, mm. and that, and that is why I love you. Mm. That is the reason why I love you because. That's how I. That's how I met you. That's what I saw you doing. Yeah. For me, I felt very akin to you, because you are someone who 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 is committed to um, the community. By the way, Eds, we have got to do a compilation of Samuel learning new words. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> we have got to. Do you know? It's people have even met, have mentioned to me. They're like, they're like, oh my god, I love how Sam. They love it. Mm-hmm. I, I love how Samuel was asking what's that word this time he didn't even ask he goes akin oh, nah, yeah I put it together do you know what's what the was the word today akin no but there was a word earlier which off camera oh, how he should dress uh, oh. <laughs> delectable how I said delectable 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 but no the, the, so so when we connected yeah I was I've always been about my community stuff yeah and that's what drew yeah, man, even like with my little cousins, man, it's just everyone, everyone around me, I just want them to just be on a, on a better purpose themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of touching on what you're doing. So trying to make people see their purpose, kind of touching on what he's doing in terms mm-hmm. of nurturing people. But I can't nurture anyone emotionally if I've not nurtured myself. Mm-hmm. So I just need, I need to make that work. I need to make that my purpose, make that work on myself so that I can then pass that on. I like that. Okay, so... It says here, every journey has antagonists, yeah? Why do even the most positive of actions churn the stomachs of negative people? Which one's the antagonist? There's a protagonist. A protagonist. Um, okay, so antagonist is like an evil adverse one. force. Yeah. Uh, so why is there a he villain? Didn't. I wouldn't say that they're a villain, because antagonists... Could just, just the other be, side. Could, yeah, the other side. They could just be oh. trolls, you know... The bitter girl who, who you dumped okay. and then she pretends to be pregnant for you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, those kinds of people. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I ain't dropped something over here, cuz. <laughs> oh. God damn. God damn. That's still processing what you said. Like, yeah, yeah. God damn. Yeah, his reaction made me feel, I think, you might have said what I thought you might have said. <laughs> well, I, I missed it, so. It's ready to get like an explosion. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just got hot in this room. You took up the towel. I was like, "Damn, Nicole, I'm feeling something right now." 
have to say is no, forgiving yeah, him. <laughs> He's on top of it. <laughs> was it yeah? I thought I'm the only one that's forgiven her, you know. <laughs> Everyone else is like, yeah. But uh, we are all like that though. Like yeah. someone can do you wrong or do you wrong and we, yeah. we can individually forgive that person. Yeah. But the people who love us, they're like, what is it? Mm. It's what's helped me uh, move on from things and just kind of clear my mind and conscious being able to kind of forgive. But I think I forgive from a space of like trying to understand their point of view. So it's like, you know, I'm just like, I, I get, I get. What if I told you that I can understand someone's point of view, but because they've grown, I don't care? And I see it. You're allowed to feel that way. Yeah. I'll get over it. Yeah. Just pray to meet her. Anyway, so antagonists, right? Why do, <laughs> why do, why do the, the most positive of actions churn the stomachs of negative people? In terms of positive to yourself or just... Say, say so you're out here doing your thing mm. and then someone's just out here side-eyeing you. Like, you, you're engaged with your purpose. Yeah. Right? And then someone's giving you side-eye. What could be the reasons? I, okay, I could give you I could give you an example, yeah? Because mm. some of these evil people don't know they're being evil in them. Yeah? Let me not say evil people. People who do evil things. Okay. Just yesterday, I'm out here doing my thing. I, I don't even tweet as much as I'd like to. I don't post stories as much as I'd like to. I don't like because I'm just focused doing what I'm doing. Okay, mm. I'm more I, I'm more interested in being impactful than being impressive, and that's really one of the mottos of my life. Whereas you know there are some people on the inner sanctum who are dissatisfied with their own process of life, their own decision making, and they may feel like it's too late to change things. They may feel like it's too late to to really sort of turn the car around in their life mm. and uh, just yesterday I had somebody um, question my competence in my role in the lives of the children that, I, that I'm nurturing mm. thank God I have confidence enough to say I've been at this for 14, 15 years mm. so I have the confidence mm. inside to say you can say what you want you're just projecting. Because that's what that is. Some folks project. They don't care how it's going to make you feel. They don't care what repercussions it has um, on your mental health. They just said what they said because that's what they wanted to say. And I've experienced, literally just yesterday, just yesterday, I experienced that. Do you know, well, sometimes yeah. I feel like yeah. that comes a lot from I family too. Yesterday. Really? What happened to yeah. you? She, she actually apologized. She's the one that even acknowledged it. So oh, it, she said sorry, Christ. Yeah, and and and, and it's, mine uh, didn't. <laughs> In fact, I was yeah, told yesterday, yesterday if you're expecting right. an apology, you're not gonna get one. <laughs> yeah, and worse is, I, and the worst is, I was not expecting an apology. Uh, I I did think she's probably projected, but I, it just crossed my mind. But then she. So what happened was, a girl tweeted that men should be the ones to get contraception not women, right? I am not against that or saying men shouldn't. What I did say was a lot can go downhill from that because men's bodies aren't on the line. Women's bodies are on the line. Mm. And if a man did lengths men go through to have sex mm. and to have unprotected sex, mm. how little men lie for. How much will they lie for for some unprotected sex? Mm. There's going to be men out there that's going to claim they're on contraception and they're not. And the stakes aren't high for them because they're not the ones that's going to get pregnant. So by men having the responsibility of contraception, and I'm not saying men shouldn't, but if men have the responsibility of contraception in today's society and the way men operate, I was saying it can actually cause more harm than good, right? So then a girl 
was annoyed with the fact that I didn't have a solution. Hmm. And because I was telling her, I was like, no, I, I'm not, I don't have a solution. I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying like, I feel it can do more harm than good uh-huh. in today's society. And then um, we went back and forth a bit. Then I DM'd her and I, was, I just kind of asked, you know, what, what's your take on this? Why do you feel so strongly about this? And she, in, in terms of not coming up with a solution, and she was like, I just don't get how someone can see something and highlight a problem or say something about it and not offer a solution. So I said, okay, so are you saying if there isn't a solution, you shouldn't talk about it? And it was at that moment she said, you know what, I think I'm projecting because there's a particular situation with her friend right. and she wasn't, like she was she wasn't listening to a solution she was just looking at the problem looking at the problem i was like oh, that's fair enough but obviously that's not happening here mm-hmm. and she just apologized like yeah i acknowledge it and then she just kind of i gave her an outlet and a safe space to kind of speak about it and yeah we're well, cool cool but, but yeah it happens good. sometimes man where sometimes as well and and, and you know what because i'm aware of like projection that's why sometimes I don't take things to heart or I don't think they're coming at me or attacking me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like do, you know, do you know what it is though? About that, I, I can tell when somebody's projecting, but the issue that I have is that like... <laughs> and this is my fault, by the way. I'll over this for now. Yeah. My problem is, I'm thinking, okay, this person's projecting, but there's still a part of me that has an expectation that you actually know me and you know how I operate and you still fix your lips and your tongue to say that. And in a way, I actually discount whatever ravagement they're experiencing internally yeah. because I'm just thinking, you just said something so left to me when you didn't need to. Mm. And I get vexed. Mm. It doesn't mean that me, me admitting that oh, I, I sometimes discount their, their, their emotions when they're cussing me out or saying something stupid doesn't mean that I'm justifying yeah. them it just means that I still have a part of me yeah. that's like I recognise that you're projecting and that what you just said is not actually about me mm. at all but I'm still offended because you should know better you know really how like the concept and thought of how I view some of those things yeah I'll never forget this, and that's why I always use it as an example for my friends. I'll never forget a child, yeah, call it like, you know when kids cuss someone, and they call this adult a poo-poo head, yeah? The sh- cuss you could come up with yeah. as a child. And this guy was offended, yeah? And I found it so funny, because, like, when I look at certain things, I'm like, they basically just call me a poo-poo head. Like it's nothing. Like, oh, oh, oh. like what is this? Do you get what I'm saying? Like if someone, like for me, if someone projecting or yeah. they're, they're they're saying distasteful things to me, mm. but it doesn't, it's not real. Mm. It's the same to me. It's the same as a child calling me a poopy head. I know why I get so hurt. Why? How's that? I've got it's such an like epiphany. Oh my gosh! Ding dong! I have a long history of continuous rejection. So because yeah, I've worked so hard to get to a place where. Number one, I accept myself. Mm. And number two, I try and make sure that I'm thinking as broadly as possible when I'm dealing with human beings. And three, I try and be as considerate as I can of other people. Because mm. I could have I could have like done the first two and then thought everyone else is a prick and <laughs> kept it moving, right? But I've, I've decided to kind of Jesus it a bit and, and be like, okay, <laughs> the past is painful, but we are the world, right? Mm. And when people don't demonstrate that back and you add the, 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 the long list of rejection, it's hurtful. Yeah. It's hurtful. And that tells me that I'm not all the way entirely healed. Mm. That's one of the reasons why like, I have such long gaps of, of being single. Apart from the fact that I want to make sure that I'm really healed and I'm okay to move on to the next thing. But a lot of what daunts me about those initial stages is that rejection. Mm. So even, And even though... <laughs> Conceptually, I can understand that people don't have to like you like that. People don't have to support what you do. They don't have to buy your records. They don't have to do that. They don't have to support me in any of those ways whatsoever. And a woman doesn't have to say yes if I asked her about all that kind of stuff. Mm. But the pain, because the history of it, 
I think rejection for me actually, yeah, that won't speak for anyone else. For me, rejection is one of those things that regardless of how many times I've experienced it, it still cuts the same. Mm. So when I've managed to build myself up and I've got fortitude in other areas and someone is still reckless enough, especially someone close to me, mm. someone is, is still close enough to, uh, someone close to me who's reckless enough to like stamp on my dreams or stamp on my, on my opinions or project their rubbish on me, it still hurts. Mm. It still hurts badly. Yeah. Growing up, did you like move to girls? Yeah. The reason why I asked that is because I was one of the only ones in my peers that wasn't moving to girls. And like, I didn't experience what the quote unquote, what do you call it, right? I'm like, you know, like you're supposed to move to girls and get rejected, but you firm it and then mm-hmm. one takes you or whatever. I, I didn't move to girls. I didn't move to girls at all. And, um,. I didn't really experience rejection, I mean, in that capacity. Mm. And um, I remember then experiencing, like, rejection as an adult. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was, maybe I was able to handle that with adult emotional awareness Mm. without maybe the trauma or that feeling Mm. of how it felt when I was younger, if that makes sense. So I'm just curious if maybe like things like that play a part where my my childhood experience um was quite turbulent Mm. from about the age of eight onwards Mm. until Mm. the very end of my childhood into adulthood Mm. it was just turbulent 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 so every piece of rejection hurt pain incident projection whatever that happened then Mm. for me it hurt extra extra because Mm. because home wasn't stable school wasn't stable church mm-hmm. wasn't stable nothing was stable mm-hmm. so i was clambering for every for anything i could imagine yourself in the bottom of a stainless steel dish and you're trying to climb your way out and someone has poured olive oil along the rim mm-hmm. and you're just trying to get out and you're, and you're just slipping and slipping and every time you slip you hurt yourself you 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 know you you, you fracture something you know, and it gets harder and harder and harder. That's the best way I can explain to mm. you what it feels like. Okay. And so, from the age of eight, just constantly slipping on those stainless steel walls, mm. trying to climb out. And every single time you're just about to, you know, just about to climb out, either someone pushes you back in, or or like more more oil is on the wall. Yeah. So so that for me, you know, does, does the oil represent rejection? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. So even now being able to discuss things like this without feeling the piercing sensation in my chest, mm. it's a new thing. Yeah. It's a new thing. Mm. I'm, I'm about to be 33 years old and for the last 25 years, mm. I've had that piercing feeling. Anytime I talk about something, matters of the heart, I feel that piercing. I feel that piercing. It was it's horrible. But now it's like, I can have conversations <clears throat> and point these things out. Mm. And again, it brings me back around to my purpose because growing up, I was shown that there's a particular way of doing things. You know, this is how dating is done. I've done away with that. This is how Christianity is done. I've done away with all of that. Uh, you know, um, I've found things that fit with the way that I've been made. Mm. And I've been able to achieve success because of it. One of the things that I want that, that, that to bring up is, for example, you know, like family business. Mm. Yeah. Like, up until I was born, that ge- the generations before was like, hey, you just take on family business. It is what it is. Do you guys think it's okay? Because I don't, personally. I'll just put it out there for now. Okay. Do you guys think it's okay to impose family business or your own personal ambitions Onto other family members or onto your children. I'd say yes or no. The yes is let them know if it's something that's going to be beneficial for them, one hundred percent. So even now for me in terms of career, I just want him to know everything. Yeah. Swiss Army knife. So when he does decide eventually to make the choice, you know what? I don't even want to do that. I want mm. to do this instead. Well, you've got a base to start on. Um, but I know because. 
we're all tempted to push people that we want into what we think is best for them. Mm-hmm. But you're not aware. You're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes or no? When you say family business, you mean literally family business? Quite literally. Like for example, like my family had businesses and stuff, and I knew from young that I didn't want anything to do any, with anything, any of it. Yeah, that's something I've never had to like really contemplate or anything. I don't really have like extended family besides my mom, mm. my siblings, and my stepdad. Um, and none of them have businesses or anything. So it's no real. But what about something. what about the concept of? You know career paths yeah. and and you know like um, make, uh, the expectations yeah. you know of um, what maybe a kid could become um i i have i have always from young i've been given that responsibility and that has made me comfortable with pressure so because of that any expectations i've had has kind of like motivated me or made me excited to kind of reach for surpass it um having said that my mom has always respected me as a person mm. and because of that she's always like the way i've carried myself has made me made her trust my judgment mm. so if there's something i'm interested in she just feels he's gonna do that great mm. like he's gonna whatever it is he's gonna be the best one mm. do you know what i'm saying if I wanted to just do Scooby Doo's, make them Scooby Doo, she'd be like, "He'd be Scooby Doo champion." Do you know what I mean? Like that's how I'm that mean. stuff only comes out from my mum when like a friend is over or like one of her friends is about. She doesn't actually tell me those things. My mum doesn't. <laughs> my mum doesn't tell me you can do anything. She doesn't tell me you're a champion. She doesn't tell me none of that stuff. If I have ideas, she's like, "Okay, you know," and I don't. I don't hear the the the, the praise that or the. You know accolade from her like until like she's on the phone to a friend or something mm. and then she's like you know gloating about what i do or if one yeah. of my friends come over or something like that and it's like oh yeah you know so you know i'm really proud because mm. and it's like fam. but then a lot of the time that's why they give you those expectations because they want to have that moment to grow yeah. they want you what's, to get said achievement so that they can turn around about what's interesting like is that my mom doesn't actually gloat you know about her kids like she she has these she bangs Nollywood and she has these like Nollywood soliloquies, like these monologues. So you just be in the house here and she'd be sitting by herself and she you just hear her be like, God, I just thank you for these children. Ah, this son you have given me, this daughter. When he's doing blah blah and she just have these soliloquies and you just hear her and you just mm-hmm. be like smart like try not to blush her like blah blah blah. But um with, Yeah, but with with uh, in the outside world like, and I don't know if I picked it up from my mom, but like, I like have this inside joke. I like, I don't like it, I'll be honest. I like when a woman thinks like I'm broke or I ain't doing much work. It's like an inside joke to me. Just laugh, like, mm-hmm. you know. like, do you know what I'm saying? If a woman just assumes you're this or you're that, mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't make me feel like insecure or I need to show her I'm not. It's like this inside joke to myself. And I think like my mom coming up from nothing here and like, building what she's built to her it's an inside joke yeah any of her or her friends think any oh. lesser of her do you get what i'm saying yeah. so rather than yeah. try to validate it'll be like no 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 that's not the case she laughed she even come to me after she don't even know we have property in nigeria she don't even know mm. <laughs> yeah, she, it's humorous to her yeah see, see when when i was broke yeah i still had my confidence mm. and i've never valued myself based on what the bank says Sure. Because you know society could decide tomorrow that bank accounts are cancelled. For sure. Yeah. What does your life mean then? You know. And I remember there's some people that I used to know a few years ago, and they were actually offended by the level of confidence I had because they had more money than me mm. at the time. Mm. So offended. Like I remember thinking, hold on a minute. Like you got sixteen grand in your current account just sitting there, like you know. In fact, you're being urged to spend it, mm. <laughs> and you're offended that I won't accept money from you, and I, you know, and I, and I, and I'm okay. Mm. You know, before these folks had money, you could see that right? like, well, all but one, all but one. You know what I mean? Um, mm. and the one is the one who made the money, <laughs> so you get it. Mm. You know, but everyone else was just like literally they were like paupers. They they had an air of pauperism. Mm. You know, before you know money came to meet them. Mm. Um, and when money, money did, doesn't make them, man, 
Yeah. And when money did come to meet them, then they started looking down on me. Mm. And they were so offended that I, I had such a level of confidence for someone with no money. Yeah. Well. It's an interesting one. <laughs> You're on serious. <laughs> huh? Now just laughing. Like, good look. It's like, well, you know, because here we are now. The 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 the, the playing field is level, fam. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> man. Because I mean, the way, um, like money is so overrated in our lives, in a sense where it's. It, do you know it's it's usually the longest obstacle we have to mm-hmm. overcome. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, once we overcome it, yeah, there's actually a real life to live. Like, you, you, it, you kind of see how a lot of people don't understand how much issues arise when someone has money because they don't understand when you don't have money, you actually have to address your real problems within yourself and who you are. And you have to look at yourself and accept who you are. Do you get what I'm saying? And you've got to challenge who you are. When you don't have money, all that time you could be spending doing that. You're spending chasing money. Mm-hmm. So you ain't got time to worry about these other deep level stuff because you're worrying about your rent. You're worrying about your bills. You're worrying about how you're going to make money. You're working hours and hours to meet these these targets, these goals. But once you've met them, that's when the real work starts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the fault, like, kind of the focus on money you know that that we've experienced kind of it's almost like it makes us unaware of the real the real goal of the, the real, real goal of, of living this of, life yeah, yeah yeah i agree i thank god for the brokenness that i've endured <laughs> i do and let me tell you this right mm-hmm. because for me brokenness allowed me to be innovative mm-hmm. and and when i was when i was at my broker's brokers i was able to to, to really tap into who am I without all of this stuff? And you know what? For a child who grew up, and I've, and I've gone about this all the time, for a child who grew up the way that I did as a small kid, it's like if, if that was a constant in my life growing up, I would have been screwed. I absolutely would have been screwed. Not just as a, my character, but in terms of like my understanding of life, my appreciation of life, mm. um, my my um, my innovativeness would not be the way it is. I wouldn't ha- I wouldn't be as resourceful as I am. Yeah. I wouldn't know how to finesse the things I finesse and have finessed and will finesse in the future. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I I just wouldn't have it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have the hustler's mentality. I had the dreams, but I didn't have the hustle because you know the, the because the plate was gold and the spoon was silver. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Figuratively speaking, by the way. Yeah. Right, so it's like, I I really am so grateful for that moment, and so that's why when I go through hardships, you know, some people they don't understand my level of calm, you know, because they're just like, why are you so chill? Because I'm just like, I've been through this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's like all the stuff that you know you, you think I have, or the stuff that I do have, it's like right now, whether those things are liquid to me or not, the mm. fact of the matter is, some days I'm in a good mood, some days I'm in a bad mood. And that determines how well I achieve my purpose. And actually, for me, that's all that matters. Some people say, like, oh, there's just something people who, who money say. No, I'm telling you, I discovered this while broke. I discovered this while not having any money. So for me, that's why purpose, again, I'll bring it back to the authenticity, like just being myself, really being myself. And being myself, I'll let you know, being myself in South London, or in the depths of Kent was no easy feat. Mm. To this day, I, I I just know when someone's thinking certain things when they look at me, and I'm just like, and we go again. And I find mm. and I find comfort knowing that you know what, if we got involved in a conversation about purpose, I most likely am more in tune with why I'm here than the person who's taking so much time to stare it's at me. Interesting what you highlighted because it made me acknowledge you being yourself. Is different to me being myself. Absolutely. Like, I was just thinking about the space we're in and me being myself was cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it was acceptable. And me, me being myself was not. Yeah. Like, it's mad because on face value, it's like, yeah, you were being yourself, I'm being myself. But it's actually not the same thing at all. It's not the same thing. It no. wasn't as much effort for me to be myself. And I had to work on not having hate for people like you. Mm. Who being yourself is so widely acceptable mm. in society. Mm. 
and me is not. That's nuts, mm. That's actually nuts, and, and 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 I have more grounds to, you know, try and change myself up, mm. you know, and be a certain type of way so that I'm palatable mm. for certain people, you know. But I'm it's mad because you're speaking from two spaces: one, which is a white space, mm-hmm. and you're not accepted there, and then mm-hmm. and then the hood ends that's like homophobic uh-huh. and they're not acceptable accepting of like sexuality you know what I mean like uh-huh. people's sexuality and stuff and it's just it's mad because you you had them both do you know what I mean uh-huh. and even if you were yourself and tackled it in one space it was still another angle uh-huh. and, do you get what I'm saying uh-huh. that's nuts man that's why twice yep and that's why I, I, I coined the phrase you know, I persuade people through my purpose and not my pocket. Mm. Because if I can be myself and you rock with me that way, we're good. Because there's people that you can persuade with your pocket, but the moment that your pocket dries out, they're gone. Mm. Very true. So actually, I have a great delivery. I know that people are people and, you know, moments are fleeting, blah, blah, blah. But I have a greater sense of security in who I have around me because I secured those people by just being real and being myself. Mm. and being open whether it's the young folks that I look after or the older people that I make friends with whatever it is the fact of the matter is there is authenticity going on there and that's what's been appreciated and the people that I meet through them and the people that I meet through them and the people that I meet through them it tends to be the same kind of theme mm. so I have I have a great sense of security that way and it's interesting because I don't even have that same level of security with relatives like I just I absolutely do not no hate to my relatives I've got like cousins and stuff that I really get along with and wonderful call each other, check with each other, whatever. But there are relatives, you know, in the grand scheme who, you know, even me being myself, the way I'm explaining, they are part they are they are part of the group of perpetrators of the questioning, the cussing, the the, the judgment, the speculation, mm. all these ugly things. But it's like, okay, cool, let's really sit down and talk about it. What's your purpose? Mm. And, and and that brings me to this next question. What do we do with people in our lives who appear to have no purpose? What Do they have room? Do we make room? Do we extend a hand? I know that you're a nurturer, but then at the same time you've decided, you've discovered and learned that you can't save everybody and your job is not actually to save people. So what, what do we do? else says it all the time in the most rap away, fam? He goes like, bruv, you can't save these hoes. You can't save them all. He says that you can't save them all. <laughs> uh, I don't think everybody has to have a sell by date when they find their purpose. Yeah, for sure. So you just accommodate them and hopefully the light bulb yeah. goes off. Yeah. I, I agree because um, if someone, especially when someone, when someone like says they don't, like they don't know what their purpose is or they don't know where they're going. As long I as they're aware. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I like that they know that and they're exploring that. Yeah. And they're not in denial about it, or they're not trying to bury it. You know? Yeah. They're like, or trying to fake it. Either. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, exactly. I it's have quite, a condition though. Huh? I have a condition. What's it? If you haven't found your purpose, um, that's cool. As long as you're not leeching off me, that's it. And I don't mean money and stuff. I'm talking about energy vampires. Like you can be trying to discover something, but if you're actively opening yourself up and leaning into that discovery. That's fine with me. And as long as you're not trying to soak, 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 soak. I'll give an example. And this person is not a leech at all. But here's how a person can become a leech on their journey to, dis- to self-discovery and discovering their purpose. They, they hollered at them and said, oh, I need help with X, Y, Z. This is weeks ago. I need help with a project. Cool. Me, I'm a writer. And I'm a fast one. Mm. Right? So there I am. Da, 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 da. There you go. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. A few weeks later after that, we got together and we did some more work. But then they had done less work than the time before, right? And then the third time around, they said, oh, can I, get, can I get help, please? And then I said, have you done more work? Because there's no way I'm about to do more work mm. in building you mm. than you. I get what you're saying. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. And that's tough, love. And I've, had, I've had that problem. Yeah, I get what you're saying. In terms of someone comes to you and asks you for help. But you end up doing more work than them. That's it. And I mean, sometimes people try to get you to do the work for them. Do you know what I'm saying? 
It's almost like, I don't know what show it was. I remember there was a show or something and the parent was competitive. So they tricked their parent into doing their homework for them or something. But it's like... Um, Blackish. I've seen that on Blackish. And I've also seen know. that on The Goldbergs. I don't know that either. <laughs> you, you wouldn't watch The Goldbergs. You absolutely wouldn't. It's, Babylon. Like, it's so not... Is it? Mm. Nah, man, I watched Friends though. I like Friends. Oh, for God's sake. We were forced to watch that. No, I, I, I didn't watch No, when Friends was popular, I didn't watch it Because it was I, I thought I wouldn't get white sitcoms I thought I wouldn't get the humour And you know what, to be honest Back when it was popular, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have mm. But then I watched it when I was older When I was like 17 or something And I, I kind of got it I was like, oh yeah But can you relate to it? Forget getting it I can't relate a thing to Friends I thought it was funny because the jokes are funny but and then I grew up and realised oh my god it's a show about nothing and the reason why it's a show about nothing is because I'll never be a white man <laughs> okay and so some of the jokes some of the the, the life experiences all of it you know especially as a, as a man who's grown up in his Africanness and, mm. and embraces my Africanness my blackness I don't I'm not gonna dilute myself do you know what I mean I personally found friends insightful because I'm watching that Raz how they do Raz what they do yeah but that's because it's because again no, but the, no, remember, me, remember, remember who this man is. Oh, okay. For me. He do don't you, know no interactions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay, I remember, remember last episode, my guy was like, oh, you know, you know, interactions with white people outside of work is not really a thing for me. Bruv, this is his rule. Like, so yeah. I, you're going to find it insightful. You're going to find, like, I, you know, for me, I grew up in a very, very diverse way in Africa and in the UK. Mm. So for me to watch it and to make comparisons... I don't fit anywhere in that in that situation apart from you know the occasional tokenistic person of color, you know who comes in maybe once or twice per season, mm. you know and so so uh, this is not a friends promo situation. All I'm saying is I just don't that show is an example of how I was so disconnected from that whole world. I don't get it. I I, I no I don't get it. Nah, that show's funny, friends. <laughs> Do you know what, Phoebe? She's funny. She's Phoebe because you know what I I, I I'm probably I'm probably the most like her. I was gonna say when I first watched it, she was my least favorite, and this is why I think we wouldn't have been friends with in, me, in primary school. Yeah, yeah oh, I know we wouldn't got, be friends. As I got older, oh man, you would have been one of the people I'd be like under the bus. He goes. Yes, under the bus. He goes. All right, listen. So 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 um, well, I want to introduce a new segment to the show. Mm-hmm. Right, because I think it'd be really nice for us to like to to, to sign off in in this way. Um, it is called uh, mindful moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you just want to give the audience one thing to be mindful about, or just a just a, a piece of your thoughts. Yeah, to to leave them with. So, um, Samuel, you stop. No, you stop, fam. I gotta think. I I don't know. What do you mean? It's supposed to be authentic. Okay. Mindful moment. I don't know, because man's been given mindful moments throughout this thing, isn't it? Yeah, I know, but now you're going to be mindful about the mindful moment. That's why I said you go first. Like, oh, I can for be God's sake. All right, fine, 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 fine. So today we'll talk about purpose. And I think it's extremely important to be able to engage with yours. If you don't know what it is, then allow yourself to spend a bit of time with yourself every day. It doesn't have to be a hell of a long time. Ask yourself a couple of crucial questions in the mirror. Did I enjoy my day today? What did I do today? Did I enjoy it? You know, if you do that enough, you start to figure out the stuff that you actually like doing. And you know, for me personally, I found out that the stuff that I like doing actually was feeding the souls of other people. And I've been able to achieve a great deal because of it. But the achievements I'm talking about, it's not about the money. It's not about like any of those material things. Um, My mindful moment is me Embracing the fact that me spending time with myself and speaking with myself led to me speaking to, you know, audiences of thousands. And just the other day, I received a message. Day first today, I received a message on Instagram that left me in absolute tears because it's a young man who I met when he was fifteen. I shared a few words with him about destiny and purpose and following. And he said to me that he now has his dream job. He's twenty-one now. He has his dream job, and he was thanking me for shaping him into being the man that he is. So, you don't know whose life you're going to shape when you, and it starts by you spending a few of those mindful moments. Five to ten seconds. How are you today? What did you do today? Did you enjoy what you did today? What was it that you enjoyed? Which aspect? It doesn't have to be that deep. 
So that's my mindful moment. Spend some time with you, discover who you are, and you're gonna inspire someone to do the same, and they'll find out who they are. And the beat goes on. Mm. Um, my mindful moment, more touching more on the topic of purpose. I was very lost as well around nineteen as well, and I went to uni because that was the last year before they tripled the fees. At the time, I did not even know. I thought, yeah, MVQ at uni, I didn't even know, like, it's a degree thing or not. Mm. I had no idea what was going on, fam. I was just standing there. And I, I know for sure what helped me on my journey to find a purpose was trying things. And not just trying in general, but just trying things because, like, a lot of the time, there's, there's people that feel that they're not talented because they haven't tried the things they're talented oh. at. And it's a thing where, because you know, man will be watching tennis, yeah. And man's like, imagine man's sick at that, I don't even know. Like, no, do you know what I mean? Man's watching Tiger Woods. I mean, how did he even know he's going to get the opportunity golf, to like, do something? Like, I've never tried golf. Imagine man's Ogre Woods out here and I don't even know. Do you <laughs> Phelps. I can't swim. Imagine man learn how to swim. Mm. I could have been the baddest swimmer. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you don't really know what you're capable of till you try things. And I've learned like so many things, even even the the things that I'm currently thriving at outside of like the public eye, of random things that I never knew about. Like a yeah. year ago, two years ago, three years ago, but I just got curious. Anything that strikes my curiosity, I'm like, what is that? I'll try it. I'll give it a go. I tried to learn about it, and um, doing that has enriched me with not just kind of picking up or learning what I enjoy or what I want to get into, but also makes me aware of, okay, that's definitely not for me. Mm. And then there's other things where I know, yeah, no, no, I've already tried that. I know that's not for me. And then same with things I have tried, I know, I know I've liked. If I see something else, I'd be like, I might like that. Let me try that because I like this. Or right, this. right. And it kind of almost creates this, this portfolio of interests, if that makes sense. Oh, I like that. And you can portfolio of, of interests. <laughs> Write that on the screen. Listen, man's, when I pick up the vocab, yeah, man, man, we'll use it back. <laughs> on, like I've known it for time, you know what I'm saying? I didn't teach you I that. Said, I did, no, no, you didn't, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't but teach you I'm just saying, isn't it? That's it. But, um, yeah, I feel trying and giving things a go really enriches you. And, and it, it is difficult because you got that imposter syndrome or that person inside you oh. that's saying, nah, like, it, it's it's this fear of failing, do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, so I, I was doing a shoot um, for, there's a web series called Drilling, and then there was, a, there was some young kids that came, or young adults that came to film, and one of them um, was scared to art. He, he, he wanted to uh, record a track for the show, and he was scared to ask the director. And I remember telling him, he, he, I was telling him, oh, well, have you asked him? He's like, no, 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 I haven't asked him. He's like, ask him. He goes, no, what if he says no? I said, so? And I, I, was, I was like, so? And he goes, oh, I'm shy. And then he was like, can you ask him for me? And just to show him that you don't even need to ask. I didn't ask the director, I told the director, Aye, he's gonna he's gonna record a track for the thing that's going on Spotify, yeah. And he goes, oh yeah, cool. He didn't even think about it because I told him that's what we're, we're gonna do. I have no authority, I have no say in it, but mm. I just said, hey, yeah, he's gonna. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. And then he was like, wow, like, like he he was trying to fathom how easy this it thing that happens. seemed impossible in his head was. And I remember telling him, because through, and coincidentally, throughout the day, I kept telling all these youngers, closed mouths, don't get fed in it. Like, they, they, they were afraid to ask, can I do this, or mm. can I blah, and it's like, they're, they're only shorting themselves, you know what I'm saying? And, mm. and the worst they can do is say no, isn't it? Like, do you know what I'm saying? And that's okay. And that's okay, because, you know, it's, it's looking at, you know, risk versus reward. The risk is they'll say no, and the reward heavily outweighs that. Mm. The reward heavily outweighs that. So just remember the reward, guys, and and the fact that I say that not not just with no, but in terms of like failing or not being good at it, that's okay. That's okay. And a lot of the times, the things you get into, 
You're gonna be Ayo. anyway. Like that's how you start. You start. Ayo. Ah, ah, no, 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 it's true. Lot. It's true. I, I love it. Well. My friend. My friend. She had her self-esteem ripped to shreds by her professor. She and what was messed up about it is that she was doing an animation degree. So it was art and it's subjective. She did her whole animation thing. She was telling me, yeah, I've done that. She was excited about it. In front of the whole class, this lecturer teared her project to shreds, fam. Teared it to shreds. She was crying. Like, it was horrible. It was, it was like that. Horrible. And I remember she has a whole degree and she's so not confident to do things. And she was like, she wants to write a book. And then I was like, yeah, write the book. Like, do a first draft. She goes, I, I can't, this, that, and that. I said to her, right, you know what? Don't write me a book, just go write me a book and send me your shit book. And she's like, okay. And then I got in my email the next day, my book. And I, I read it and went through it to see the animations. It's like, right, cool, now make me a left book. And then we kept working like that. Look at Samuel Nurturing. <laughs> mm, yeah. Look at Samuel Nurturing. But, yeah, but <laughs> my point is, you, to, to get good at something, you, you're going to have to accept yeah. I'm gonna be shit. Yeah. Mm. And that's I the struggled most with that. I struggled with that. Important yeah. part to accept. And because it's like expecting to be good at something straight away is is it's it's very tall. I mean when you have a father like I had <laughs> <laughs> It's like you know, Dad look I got an AR, but where's your A star? Um, <laughs> it just your mindful moment. Uh mine is get out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. For sure. But with that being said, don't feel like you need to rush to find your purpose. Mm. Just take your time with it. Because a lot of people feel like my purpose has to be something greater. Something that helps everyone else around me. Not really. Yeah, it can be a selfish purpose. It can be just for you. Mm -hmm. It can be something just you enjoy. So take your time. It doesn't have to be... Let it be a selfish one. I love that. Yeah. It's just so concise. <laughs> <laughs> love it, well. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been Ajani. I've been Samuel Williams. Idris Kazito. And you have been tuned into none other than Brunch Brothers, the podcast. Look out for more episodes coming your way. Um, we're going to be touching on more and more topics. Everything from personality types to willy hands. You'll understand what that means. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about a footballer for Arsenal. I was like, willy hand. No. Oh, 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 really? Okay. Alright, guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's William got to do with this? <laughs> oh, snap.